First off, that bitch and that click you claim. It was right around 2015 at an open mic. Me and a bunch of comics were out in front, and another comic was ranting and raving about some new concept that was sweeping the comedy community. It was a phrase I had never heard before, punching down. Here's the general meaning of the concept, to attack or criticize someone in a less powerful position. Pretty much if you were a straight white male comic like me, you weren't allowed to make fun of anybody except for straight white male comics or yourself. I don't buy into that. In fact, it goes completely against my philosophy of comedy since I started. Here's why. I'm not above anyone. I treat everyone as equals because I view them as equals. I've got love for trans people, black people, Asians, overweight, uh, disabled, Native Americans, whatever the group. The sheer audacity to think that because I'm a white guy, I don't understand the human condition or that I don't have my own pain and suffering that I deal with is preposterous. We're all in this together. I'm not the bad guy. I'm the guy trying to entertain you. And to put it in terms that people who think like that will understand, stop otherizing me. Look, everyone has their own thing. I'm not in a position to, and neither are you, to judge someone's hardships in life. We don't have all the information because we're not that person. Look, here's my rule of thumb for comics. Don't be an asshole. It's pretty simple. I talk about all kinds of protected groups and uh, different minorities and taboo subjects. I do it out of love, out of bonding. That's how people used to bond with one another, through gentle teasing. I never have any malice or meanness in my jokes. That's the last thing I want to do is uh, insult somebody in the audience. That's why I don't use slurs. Why would I be impolite? I'm trying to entertain these people. But I'm also not going to shy away from topics that I find funny. I'm going to use a safe example for you, okay? Let's say I want to talk about Southern people and their accents in particular. The reason why I do that is because they sound differently than I sound. And that's funny and interesting to me because I get bored with the way I sound. I'm not looking up the socioeconomic status of people who live in the South versus me living in upstate New York. That's insane. And here's one of the main problems I have with this idea of punching down. It's almost never the group that I'm talking about in my act that gets upset. It's always someone outside of the group who's upset on the other people's behalf. They're not your children. I talk about this in, in my act. I say, hey, white people, black people are not your kids. They can handle this. They're laughing. If, if I get too out of line, believe me, they'll deal with it. They've overcome slavery, Jim Crow, segregation. You think one of my jokes is going to take them out? I want to find the... Willie? 
I want to find the common bond between me and the audience, despite our differences, so that we can experience our shared humanity and laugh with each other, not at each other. Here's another important point. When I'm talking about different groups and taboo subjects or controversial ideas, the target of the joke is almost always me. It's about my shortcomings. It's not pandering. It's not, oh, I'm some stupid white guy. But it's it's trying to find that common thread and, and falling short sometimes. And when I say me, I don't mean white guy. I mean me, the individual, Rich Williams, the person who's lived a whole lifetime of various experiences, the ultimate minority. The individual. I want to tell you a couple stories that'll further clarify some of the nuances of my thinking. One of the first TV credits I ever got was going on a show called Que Locos on Galavision. It was the only uh, English-speaking language show on this Latino network. I was the only white person in the entire building, let alone comic. So I go up there, and they're already... Like, oh, bueno, ah. and I'm like laughing inside. I go, wow, tonight I'm the minority, huh? They're like, yeah. I said, it's weird. Everybody's staring at me like I don't belong here. Now I know how you people feel at the bank, filling out a loan application. And they were dying because they knew I wasn't afraid of them. They were I'm just joking around with them. They were able to give it back to me. It was amazing. They're like, oh, look at this little white guy. He's up there. He thinks he's all cool. It was great because they knew I wasn't making fun of them. I was making fun of the situation. I was putting myself in their shoes in a funny way. Do you get that? Do you get it? Do you get it? Impossible. Here's another time that really hit home for me. When I was on the road... I would do this joke, uh, whatever the movie was coming out that week that was horrible, I would change it to update it each week. Um, at the time, it was the Scooby-Doo movie with Freddie Prince Jr., the live action version. I would say, I just saw that uh, movie Scooby-Doo. It was so bad, Christopher Reeve walked out halfway through. And the crowd would usually be quiet or moan. I go, yeah, see, that's the problem. All of you think of Christopher Reeve as a hero because he's raising money so the kids can walk again. Bullshit. If he was a hero, he'd be raising money for stuff he doesn't have, like sickle cell anemia or breast cancer. Do you think when they come out with a cure, he's going to let any of the kids go in front of him so they can walk again first? No, he's going to be mowing them down with that wheelchair. I'm an important actor. The joke, maybe good or bad, whatever. The point was, not making fun of Christopher Reeve being in a wheelchair. It was about how we hold certain people up as heroes when they're not doing something heroic. He was doing something good, don't get me wrong. But So here's what happened. It was a week long of shows. Um, that sounded weird. It was a week of shows. And the second night, right in the front row, was a guy who was a quadriplegic, and he had one of those blow straws that would move the wheelchair around. 
the other comics on the show come up to me, the staff, the management, they're all like, you're not going to do that joke tonight, are you? I go, yes, of course I'm going to do it. What are you what are you talking about? Yes. Then I go, please don't. I go, just watch. It'll be fine. I do the joke. As soon as I say Christopher Reeve, everybody, it was like I had killed this guy. And I I immediately spun it because I wanted to make my point. I said, oh, nobody will laugh now at a perfectly fine joke because this guy is in a wheelchair. And I look at him. I, I go, this guy's got the best seat in the house. What'd that cost you? 20, 30 grand? And he was laughing. And he came up to me after the show and he says, hey, I just want to tell you, I love stand-up comedy. I come here almost every week. This is the first time a comic has ever treated me like just another member of the audience. They usually won't look in my direction, and I understand why they don't. But thank you for just treating me like a person. That always stuck with me. That's why I do it. I'm not making fun of that guy. I'm joking with him. He's my equal. He's been through different stuff than I've been through. I've been through different stuff that he's been through. But we're both there to laugh. So, my fellow comics, when you're writing a joke, don't be malicious. Don't be mean. They've paid to see you. They're, they're on your team. And you're on their team. There's no need to be rude or a jerk to the audience. That You're in a relationship with them. That's always been my barometer. It's okay to talk about taboo subjects. Some would say that that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to put a critical eye and go against the crowd on most things. We're cynics. But I will say this. If you're a new comic... You can talk about anything in the world, anything your mind can dream up. Maybe steer away from talking about controversial topics and material or some of these uh, groups if you only have three minutes to your name. You can do whatever you want, and I'll always defend that. But maybe realize that you're not going to solve the Israel-Palestine situation with a couple jokes at an open mic. You need to have the the craft and the skill and the ability to deal with it in a way that is entertaining. Also, this is my own personal preference. Don't use slurs on stage. Again, there's no need to insult the audience. You can do it. And again, I will defend your right to do it. But nobody wants somebody at an open mic or in a regular show who's just, for no reason, there's nothing behind it to, to be yelling out insults um, that are the most incendiary kind. For the audience members that happen to watch this, realize that when you're entering a show, you haven't been given forms to fill out about the various traumas you've experienced in your life or the things that trigger you. Don't take it personally. I write my material way in advance. I, I don't know who's going to be in the audience. It's not about you. 
I'm not trying to single you out. Okay. If you get offended by something I or another comic says, if it's not directed at you, all that means is you're offended. It doesn't mean I'm offensive. So take some personal responsibility for your own feelings. And just to be safe, for anyone watching this who wants to cancel me, realize you'd be doing that to a disabled two-time orphan whose parents both died of overdoses. I feel like that'd be punching down if you did that to me. Kid who grew up poor. That's what I think about it. Let me know what you think in the comments. Be respectful to everyone when you leave a comment. I appreciate it. First off, fuck. <laughs> First off, that bitch in the click you claim. <laughs> Let me try it again. First off, that bitch in. The, I got. I'm trying to bleep bitch too. First off, that in the click you claim. West side till we die. Come equipped with game. <laughs> Yeehaw! I hope you find. Yeehaw! I hope you find me again.